Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sea Live podcast. My name is Sam Conlon, and as always, it wouldn't be a Sea Live podcast if I didn't have my trusted friend and podcast sidekick, Mr. Christopher Vans. How you doing, mate? Hey, how are you, mate? It's an exciting one today. Well, you've, we've, we've got a bit of a coup this evening, ladies and gentlemen. We've got an American singer-songwriter all the way from New York. It's Miss Jessica Lynn. How are you doing, Jessica? Hey! I'm good, thank you. How are you guys? <laughs> well, to be... To, Thank you very much for doing this. I know you've got a very busy schedule. You've had a thousand Zoom calls and I believe you've got a performance that you're doing today as well. Yeah, too. I'm going to be filming and live streaming until about 7 p.m. my time and it's 1.30 here now. So <laughs> I was glad we made this work. I love your guys' energy. You're, you're energizing me for the day. <laughs> well, that's um, we, try to, we, try, we try to do it each week. This is our 40 podcast, Sam? Something like wow. that. Something like, well, yeah, originally we started it during lockdown. Our first lockdown was March last year. Uh, and yeah, we, we, we thought, why not? Let's do a, some form of podcast. Obviously, our agency has lots of different artists and acts, uh, including solos, duos. You know what? We're here. Let's plug it. I'm going to do it. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Make sure you follow us on at Live for Facebook. Uh, Twitter is at ends to one And on Instagram, we are at UK. Yeah, we, we started it because originally we thought, why don't we get our artists to perform and do lives? And we thought the logistics of it would be a little bit too mad. So we thought, why don't we do a podcast and get these fantastic artists, not only maybe perform maybe one or two songs, but talk about their career. So let's talk about you, Jessica. Tell us from day dot, where does your musical career start? I kind of have an interesting journey. Um, I was being in New York, country music was never, ever a thing. Um, <laughs> like you, uh, all my friends were listening to rap and, you know, like pop and stuff on the radio. Like, God forbid I told them I was listening to Glenn Campbell. <laughs> I, <don't, laughs> I like, would have been hung. But, um, <laughs> um, but as a singer songwriter, I always did like country and I was listening to it, you know, at home, even though my dad is, uh, we're Italian from Brooklyn, New York, um, even though my dad's a retired New York City street cop, um, oh, wow. like a hardened street cop. He loved country music. And um, so he always had it on in my house. And I really felt connected to it growing up because of the stories. So even though I started my first band and I was actually playing professionally all over Manhattan, doing international battle of bands and cool things, and I was only 13 years old. Um, wow. When I turned about 19, I said, you know what? I want to do country music. I want to be a solo artist because that band that I was in as a teenager, uh, we came very close to a lot of really cool things, including a major record deal. And they were kids. And even though I was a kid, I never acted like a kid. <laughs> I always knew, you know, this is my career. I'm dedicated. They wanted to hang out with friends on the weekends. I wanted to stay home and practice. And I, I remember this day like it was yesterday. I said, if anyone's ever going to screw this up for me again, it, I want it to only be me. Wow. And I turned into a solo artist. I wrote an album's worth of country material. And I said to my dad, who's we're, we're a family band. So my, my dad is also my bass player and he's also yeah. my manager. And I said, all right, let's do a demo. I got all this music. Let's start shopping me as country. And he's like, why don't you do something different? Everybody does a demo and puts it out or whatever. And he loves to this day to say, I was right. I was right. <laughs> I had the golden idea. Um, he said, why don't we do a television special instead? 
And I have to say, I, I fought him. I was like, no one is ever going to air an unknown artist. Why wouldn't everybody just do that then? Here's a television special. Put me on national TV. Wow. <laughs> and, um, it went on national TV <laughs> to our surprise. I mean, honestly, like we worked so hard. We had a shoestring budget. Like uh, it was the most low budget. I mean, I can't even tell you, but we put <laughs> so, so much heart and soul into it. And it got picked up. It started to spread and spread. Then we started to get all these calls for country music festivals and this and that. And then I went on tour with people. It, it like it just my whole career spiraled um, from that one thing happening. And it's so funny how one event can really change your life forever. And they took a punt on Tonya. They said, right, let's just put it on the telly. And it and it went from there. Yeah. And, and I think this business, there's so many talented people out there. There's so much so much competition that that's really what you need is just one person to see that something inside of you and be like, yeah, I'll give you a shot. Um, wow. and you know, public television, just PBS here. They, they did that for me. And, um, now they're on Amazon prime too, in both the UK and the USA. Which is fab, fab because Amazon prime now is just the biggest machine kind of in in the in the world now amazon is keeping the at the moment the world going with television it's keeping this country in england going with packages everyone's just delivering amazon is just the the, the thing to do at the moment because in england we're we're completely locked down again um so all we've got to do is spend our money on buying <laughs> buying things to get delivered <laughs> I know it's the silliest thing. I I buy so much stuff on Amazon and internet shopping. I feel so bad for like our UPS guy and the delivery guy because I also live on a hill and every day he also brings treats for my dog. We gave him a nice Christmas present. I'm like, you you're literally hiking every single day up here to give me. You don't even know what you ordered anymore. You know, they show up, you're like, oh, okay, <laughs> whatever. I'll be so honest. I, I ordered a garlic press the other day so that's my that's that's my mundane that's my mundane thing a garlic press. what's what's probably the most mundane thing that you've bought jessica off off amazon or anything like that um probably sli <laughs> slippers in the shape of animals <laughs> i, love I it. have them on can you see them hey, hey, yes we can we can <laughs> Are you going to wear them tonight on the live stream while you're playing? Of course. Hey! I'll, never forget, I'll never forget my first big television interview. I went to the studio. This was years ago. And the guy's dressed in this nice suit. And I go back to shake his hand. And he has pajama pants on and slippers. <laughs> and you know what? I'm like, this guy is living life right. Like, this is what I have to do now that I'm working from behind a desk or sitting down with these live streams. <laughs> That's the beauty of these Skype and Zoom, because you can be all business on the top and pajamas on the bottom. That's that's literally what you have to do. Hopefully, some type of pants on the bottom. Oh, of course, wow. we we have to be, you know, clean. We're not that kind. We're not that kind of podcast. <laughs> I don't haven't stood up yet. I don't believe you. <laughs> Swiftly moving on. Um, I, I wanted to, de and I literally am swiftly moving on. I wanted to uh, delve into the whole, obviously, the production side to this, you know, amazing Amazon special that you've uh, that you've done. How how where does you know you said you had a small budget for the show? 
how you know how how does it start you know what what obviously you said you know your dad had the idea of of putting a show together but you know contact wise and you know tell us how does it start from 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 day dot as well so because of the success of the first one uh we wound up doing two more full-length television specials and then i did a mini one during the pandemic that was shot for my living room actually Um, and after we kind of knew the ropes a little bit from the first one, the second one, I mean, they were never easy. And the way I am, I mean, I'm a, a Capricorn, I'm super type a, like to the max and organized. I would say that is my greatest skill in life is organizing and and planning. So I wouldn't say they were easier because the second one was in a huge theater, 1200 seats. We had sets, we had dancers, um, visuals. And then the third one had an orchestra. It was a storytelling show. It had different special guests. I rearranged all of the music to make cool versions, more like uh, acoustic-y versions of things. So each show brought its own set of challenges um, and challenges not just financially or venue wise or finding the special guests but also creatively to keep coming up with things that look different and exciting and once each one of those went nationwide um here in america and tv and then we were like when the pandemic hit actually we're like let's shop them to amazon and see because like you said we were doing so much online of like everybody's home after seeing how I sat and binge watched Tiger King for like <laughs> several nights, <laughs> like people are binge watching shows right now. We should probably yeah. get the special yeah. on there. <laughs> and um, honestly, that's how it happened. I'm not going to tell you what I what I'm binge watching at the moment. I'm not. I'm just. I, I sat, I'll tell. I, I'll tell you that. Bay watch. Oh my god. <laughs> Now I, I definitely don't believe you have a full set of trousers on. <laughs> I do. The, the red, the red swimming shorts, though. <laughs> now, are we talking old Baywatch with Pamela Anderson series? David Hasselhoff, the, the, Hoff. Um, the Hoff, the nineties classic. So I'm, I'm binge watching Baywatch. That's, that's... <laughs> What what else is there to do? No, I know there, there literally is nothing to do. Have you been watching anything yourself, Jess? I've um, been so busy that I haven't been watching much TV because we're wrapping up my record. Uh, a silver lining for me in this whole pandemic has been that what was supposed to be we lost an entire world tour, um, and we are supposed to release just a six song EP before we left in May, and we are going to be gone all the way through end of October. Uh, 13 countries and um, when we lost that it was very hard in more ways than I can even put into words Um, but we're like you know what we're home let's let's finish this up let's add to it let's get to writing and um, so I've been working this week we should wrap it up Um, so it's a very exciting week a very stressful week of fine-tuning all the final mixes and everything like that but I've been totally consumed in, in that and have you been been have you been obviously writing new material in in this lockdown i did yeah. even the record was only supposed to be 10 songs and then i yeah. wound up writing some really great stuff that i said no oh, the band you got to come back over we got to finish we got to add these <laughs> um and they really just i'm a big believer like my process in songwriting is not having one it's when the music yeah. 
I watched the Bee Gees documentary recently. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's new. Yeah, yeah. And if you haven't it, I highly recommend it. And um, Barry Gibb talked about how the best songs are given to you. You just receive them. Um, and I truly believe that. And that's how some of the songs for this record came about. I mean, honestly, my favorite track on the whole record is called The Morning I Was Comes. And I was sitting here in my living room just kind of relaxing one day playing with my dog and um i literally just heard the whole thing and i wrote it in under 25 minutes and um wow. and that the next day we had the band over and we're recording it for the record so um people have we don't have a release date for the record yet um because there's a lot of cool stuff going on this year even despite the pandemic for me that we might be able to release it in a much bigger way later on in the year yeah. so right now we only have um pre-order through my website we're doing something special where you pay just a little bit more but you're going to get by the end of next month a hard copy each comes signed and it's the only way to get it now indefinitely um wow. so i felt bad i keep having to put out notice guys the record's coming but i just <laughs> added another song to it so it's going to be a little bit more but it's worth the wait i think well you get you get more for the money then don't you more yes. new tracks which is why and do you, do you know when you're writing a song do you write it on piano or do you play guitar what what how, what's the process my emotion usually determines that right i okay. usually let the song pick it i don't know it just feels right to me to either sit at the piano or or, or the guitar yeah i i find that that when i'm writing a song obviously not on your level but um i kind of have to put it down and pick it up the next day i, I can't finish a song in in half an hour it's a it's a skill to do that sometimes happens for me yeah. um most of my really good ones come very fast and then yeah. my golden rule of songwriting which i highly recommend if you like to songwrite to try i will throw the song out if the next day i can't sing it back or play it back with no reference because Ooh. if you can't remember your own song how is anybody else in the world supposed to remember it and this is why you're a mega star and because <laughs> <laughs> we, we can't remember them <laughs> it takes us about three years to write one song it's true no, but it was a good song yeah <laughs> to each his own totally okay you need the red you need the red swim shorts that's going to be our lucky that's, songwriting that's item channel <laughs> channel in my my inner heart we won't, we, we won't talk about his songwriting. I would definitely. No. Not. Yeah. He had one, didn't he? He had one called Get In My Car or something, didn't he? Yes. We I won't talk that. about that. We won't talk about that. <laughs> we'll talk about Love Me That Way, which is you released in a pandemic year. Was that, how, how was that to release something when it's so such difficult times? It. It was very interesting releasing music during the pandemic. Um, I knew that I couldn't just stop, especially because all my touring was canceled and I knew I had to keep going. Um, but it was difficult in a financial way, being that all of our income sources for not being able to be on the road or strip from us. It was difficult in a planning way as there were so many restrictions. Uh, for example, the first video run to that we did, which was my first single of the year, it's all outside um, wow. for safety, even the the part you see with the band is it looks like we're inside playing, but it's actually a barn with one whole door <laughs> missing. Everybody had masks on in between takes. And 
Um, but it was important for me to keep putting out music. And it's funny because if you believe in something and you work really hard, despite the circumstances, I'm a big believer that you can overcome. And, um, my singles this year, they got featured in billboard and CMT and American songwriter and things that I just had never imagined possible. Well, well, run two is, is the song I'm, I'm a guitarist and it's the song that I went Wow, that solo is just massive. Oh, it's you. huge. It's a huge solo, isn't it? And it just kind of there's a moment there when you just think, oh, these in the music, the musicians you've got behind you are just incredible musicians. Oh, thank you so much. Because it's it's just massive, and the solo everyone needs to hear it run to just for the the vocals because there's a key change. Is a key change towards the end, yeah. and it builds into it, and then you belt out these massive vocals and then massive key change big guitar solo what more do you need in in, in life <laughs> we always kind of laugh within the band that it's very hard to put a genre on me although yeah. i am country i mean my music is so rock oriented and soul oriented i usually have like motown harmonies infused over everything and we always laugh the newest term we've been using it's like country arena rock <laughs> <laughs> I, like that. I can see that. Funny. I may need to like trademark that. <laughs> but country music in this country is big, but it's not country music, if you know what I mean. It's it's like it's the older country style, yeah. but the new country music it needs to it needs a big kick in this country because it uh, it doesn't get the credit it deserves. Have you are you gonna tour England? Is that part of the schedule when you can? Yeah, yeah, we actually have it booked already. Everything's up on my website. Um, it's a 13-date tour starting May 5th. So, fingers crossed. Um, we're we're prepared either way, um, but wow. we're really hoping, obviously, that I don't want to lose two whole years on the on the road at all. Well, so. all I could say is, if you see two lunatics on the front row in red shorts, you know who's <laughs> come to the game. I will. I will. You know who's there. He's so excited. <laughs> have, you, have you been to Liverpool? Yes, we visited. Oh, I, I, wow, okay. We and stayed what, how, there. Um, we stayed at a very cool hotel. I can't remember the name. It was like Art Deco-ish. Um, and I remember the food being awesome. What was this place that we ate at that was like the cheapest place I've ever seen in my life? Weather. <laughs> Weather's food. Weather's food. <laughs> <laughs> we loved it <laughs> you're probably the most famous person that's ever been in a Weatherspoons in this country well they're they're lost i have to say <laughs> and how did you fight in liverpool as, as someone who's from a massive massive city like new york how, how how did you find it find it well we were touring in manchester right and which isn't that far um, no. and we, my dad especially is a huge Beatles fan. So we just we had two days off. So we said, let's go, we'll stay there. We'll, you know, look at the sites and do some beetle stuff. And, um, we had a lot of fun, but I'll never forget the food at that place. I mean, it was like $3 or something like that. And we thought they were going to be like small plates. <laughs> I think I ordered like two dinners and my husband ordered like three or four things thinking for the price you were going to get something like I'll never, the table came out and it was like, 
<laughs> no, it's it's big. Yeah. It's no tapas in Weatherspoon. No. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> and, and obviously, I've got to got to say this: every great singer has always released a Christmas song, and you've done it. You Thanks. Did, Thanks. You did a Christmas song. I did. Um, it for me, it was special to do it. It's a song that means a lot to me. Right. Um, and I, I was thrilled. I to get it picked up by CMT, an American songwriter, too, did a huge um, write up on it. It was probably one of the highlights of my career to have something so special to me be so uh, revered, I guess, by publications that I've looked at my whole life and been like, oh, I hope one day I could see my name in there. And um, I'm, it, I, we also, there's a UK musician on that track. So the male vocal that's singing the harmony and uh, he plays the guitar, his name's Stephen Marks and he's in a band called Gasoline and Matches. If you guys have not heard of them yet, you have to, they're such interesting people, um, incredible musicians and incredible people. Um, we met them on our very first UK tour. They were our opening band and they gave us all our back line oh, and, wow. and we became best friends from them. They came to America to see us. We did a little California tour and stuff together and, um, they're, they're wonderful. So well, he's featuring him on the record, on the record for one track. Well, if you need a warm up act going forward, Sam and I are in a band together up all night. We are called. Um, yeah. So. We we luckily we got a gig in before Christmas, didn't we? We Sam? did. We were very lucky. I mean, obviously, we're in lockdown now. Um, just before Christmas, uh, there was a little period of time where restaurants were, were allowed to be open. We were sort of sectioned off uh, in Liverpool, uh, different areas, different zones. Uh, you're allowed to do certain things in different zones. But essentially in Liverpool, we were in tier two, which essentially meant restaurants were allowed to be open. You could socialize, you can meet other people um, in groups of six, which is weird. Anyway, we had a, a, a wonderful gig in Grand Central Hall and we keep going on about it because it was one of the best gigs we've ever done. Um, sold out gig, 150 people. Um, and we managed to somehow sell it out and we were kind of like how on earth did we sell it out and we did and we took a door split and it was a risk for us because we're you know we like to think of ourselves as established covers band that you know do the corporate and the weddings uh corporate scene so we, we you know we don't usually do that sort of deal so when when it was sold out and when we got the uh the nice pay it was a it was a nice day it was a nice christmas put it that way jess Oh, that's wow. awesome. You're, you're so lucky, too. Our last gig was March 11th. Um, wow. We've done live stream stuff, but um, that's awesome. And that's I grew up, too. When I was 18, I made a living playing in a in a corporate band. So yeah. the the amount of times I've played, as I'm sure you guys have, like play that funky music, white oh. boy, and shout in uh, <laughs> the, the standards. <laughs> the one that's in the band currently at the moment that everyone hates, Bar Me a Shotgun by George Ezra. I don't know if you've heard that song. We haven't played that. Well, oh my gosh! My biggest fear in life is Sam knows this of of songs. It's a it's an old one here. It's called Sweet Caroline. Oh yeah. <laughs> my my I will never play this. Like the minute I play this, I would rather just keel over and die. Is celebration. Oh. <laughs> no. That's mine. That's like the golden rule. Like. No, just no. <laughs> Obviously, uh, it, hopefully next next year things will get back to normal. Touring, is that what you like? Do you prefer touring or studio? What is a uh... 
touring. I, I built my career on being a live act um, yeah. as an independent artist. I've never been signed. Um, so I built my career. The only thing I could afford to do was to get out on tour yeah. and to shake hands. And I didn't have money for marketing. I didn't have money for PR. So I didn't, I did it myself by going city to city and, and making fans that way. And um, it's such a big part of me and who I am where we have a, supposed to be 14 countries this year, close to a hundred dates. Um, wow. again, I, I don't feel super positive about it, but again, just like last year, hope if anything happens, hopefully it just gets shifted and I just miss it so much. Honestly, that's how I feel most alive. Um, like in this world, it feels very, there's a piece of me missing, not being able to do that for sure. Totally, it'll all it'll all happen. And when you come to Liverpool, because Liverpool will welcome every artist, because we love music here. Sam and I will take you to somewhere better than Weatherspoons. Okay, yeah. <laughs> deal, deal. Yeah, there's there's better places than Weatherspoons. They're they're in they're in the bad books at the moment for the way they've been treating the staff, apparently. But regardless, uh, Jess, thank you so much uh, for taking the time to uh, do this interview with us. Um, this is your opportunity to plug away. Uh, say. Uh, whatever you want to say to the people of the C-Lab podcast. Well, first I want to say thank you. This has been a lot of fun. I love laughing and being silly, and you guys are right up my alley. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but you can check out all my music, um, Jessica Lynn Music, if you just search everywhere, like on Facebook, anything with the verified, the blue check mark. My website's jessicalynnmusic.org. And I have a brand new single, which I'm very excited about, um, coming out January 29th and it's called Getaway Car um, it's up for pre-save now I'm really proud of that song and we got some cool UK stuff coming too um, something with a big magazine that will be coming mm. out soon and lots of exciting stuff so uh, make sure you follow me and keep in touch Yay. amazing Chris as always thank you so much thank you mate see you soon thanks Jess thank you again yes. to Jess thank guys that's been I had a great time thank you very much yes that's been another edition of the C Live podcast make sure you do follow us on Facebook Twitter and Instagram and as always we'll have another fantastic guest next week in the meantime stay safe out there good night and God bless <laughs>